April 5th, 2021, and this is where I say I've had enough. The Wrestling Inc. podcast for Monday Night Raw, the go-home show before Wrestling Inc. No, before WrestleMania. <laughs> this is Wrestling Inc. I can't remember where I am or what I'm doing. Folks, this is uh, my last Monday night for the foreseeable future. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary and Dan St. Germain from WrestleRose, our special hey, guest tonight. What's going on? Thank you guys for having me, guys. Thanks for showing up, man. I've uh, enjoyed your humor. I, I enjoy your tweets. I'm excited about your podcast. Tell everyone a bit about what Wrestle Roasts is. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I had a wrestling podcast for a while, uh, and then I revamped it and added Mike Lawrence, who's uh, Comedy Central Roast Battle Champion, Robert Karpolis, who uh, runs the WWE Creative-ish account on hmm. Twitter. If you haven't checked it out, it's it's hilarious. And Scott Chaplin, who's also done the Comedy Central Roast Battle thing, uh, and we teamed up with, you know, All Things Comedy, which was my partner beforehand, and Ad Free Shows with uh, Conrad over there. And we uh, kind of made it, you know, like, so every week we rest, roast a wrestling legend, but we also talk about the current product. We just have a lot of fun, man. It's like, uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's fun first. It's we, we all love wrestling, even though we shit on it. Um, you should check it out. Very cool. I think uh, humor and a little bit of criticism is what everyone needs right now, given the current state of the product, right? It's very cathartic, given where WWE especially is at at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we'll probably talk about it, but it really is, you know, like Raw and SmackDown really is a tale of two companies, right? It, it doesn't even feel like it. it's the same um, It's the same group of people, yeah. and it is. I just think it's it's really hard to get to you know to, to do that much to to write that much new every week you know whether whether you're a sitcom writer or a wrestling producer it's a lot it's a lot of work and so they just repeat the same scripts every week on <laughs> Raw so there we go how how long have you been watching wrestling Dan I've been watching since about fourth grade or so I was, I think I was around WrestleMania ten. Hmm, okay. I, I started watching, uh, and I watched a little bit before that. I watched like you know the Warrior and Jake and people like that. But um, yeah, I really uh, you know I've loved it for a long time. So you know WrestleMania nine, I believe that was the first WrestleMania that had Raw, uh, and you had a Raw leading into it. Can you think of a more boring episode of a WrestleMania go home show for Raw than tonight? I can't. I'm sure. I'm sure that there have been some that are, are as boring or maybe a little worse. Um, I think that, you know, it, it was boring, but it was also like, I mean, I don't know how you, you guys would probably go segment by segment, but mm -hmm. it, it was it was baffling. Some of it was baffling. I just, I mean, my big takeaway is why would you break up the Hurt Business? Like, if then you have Lashley beat them, beat them two on one, which is what he did in that match, which is a babyface thing to do. So you want to keep him healed by breaking up a cool faction, but then you 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 you, you kind of go even against that by having him beat up two people at the same time. I'm just I, I was just really confused. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was odd uh, forward momentum of the plot. I just I don't really get it. I don't get what they're going with this. I mean. If they say that WrestleMania is the season finale and there's going to be a you know a reset post Mania, I think we're in the most dire need that we've ever been for them to just sort of, you know, reboot the entire WWE universe. 
Yeah, I mean, I get what they're doing with Lashley and Drew. They're both, they're trying to make them both as strong as possible. It's like a Batman versus Superman almost kind of thing. But again, to to Dan's point, why break up the Hurt business? That they they had momentum. They were they were one of the better things on Raw. You could have had Lashley squash Mason T Bone and you know T Bar. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of guys he could be squashing. You don't need to turn uh, the Hurt business and and just destroy him like that. So. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff we'll get into. And it's funny, uh, Raj, you even say like they want to emulate Batman versus Superman. That's something growing up we all thought would be so cool. And then when it finally happened, it was, wow, this is surprisingly boring and tedious. And there's no real payoff <laughs> the, at the end. So Kong perhaps versus Godzilla. Kong versus Godzilla was good, though. I've heard it was good. I've heard it was good. And uh, I'm going to watch it soon. It's, it's like every Godzilla movie. The first hour is boring as hell. And at the end of it, they just fight each other. And it's fun to watch. Yeah, the, the fights are great. The parts with humans kind of suck. But I don't think, has there ever been a good Godzilla movie when it's focused on the people? Uh, Godzilla mean, 1985 with Raymond Burr. I remember that. It's been so long since I've seen that. But uh, I never saw that. Oh, it's, was, it's really terrible. It's I mean, what they shot uh, scenes... For the U.S. audience, basically, they took the film as it was released in Japan and then, uh, yeah, made an entire other narrative for U.S. audiences. It's really, really bad. Uh, real quick, a couple of these Super Chats. Uh, Matthew Pierce saying Elevation was better than Raw. There is too much wrestling on nowadays. Uh, Jody Sean Jenkins with the $5 Canadian Super Chat saying, That's why I love this podcast when Matt Morgan is available. Sammy Zane is. Well done, Raj. <laughs> well, welcome, Sammy. <laughs> Um, Jax Callen saying, I, I ask every new guest this, Dan, are you a Cobra mm -hmm. Kai fan? Okay. Yes. I, I'm, I'm still haven't finished the second season yet, but yes. Oh, really? No. So. And, and finally, the Almighty with the $1.99 Super Chat saying, welcome to Monday Night Repeat. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, though, uh, you, you guys check out the Mighty Ducks reboot? No. It, no, I'm not. Is it good? No, it's literally like they said, like, well, Cobra Kai worked out. So I only have Coach Gordon Bombay be like old and gristled and just sort of bitter at the world. It's very, very similar. Is it, a, is it a movie or a series? No, it's a series on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Yeah, I saw a preview for that. been watching it every uh, Friday after my uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, but no, it's good. But yet, it's very, uh, very much what you'd think it would be. Uh, so I guess we should dive into Raw tonight. Oh, oh Drew McIntyre coming out to the ring, cutting a promo on uh bobby lashley the hurt business and baron corbin who will face in the main event tonight um i mean i don't know is is this dan is this working for you the bobby drew feud i feel like the bobby drew feud isn't i thought this promo was very good okay. i thought you know drew you know drew's a really good champion um but he's not gonna He's not going to elevate the product. He's going to be as he's going to be great in what what you give him, but he's not going to like be like a Stone Cold Steve Austin where he's going to like elevate the segment into something else. So again, I th I thought the promo was really good, but the booking was so crazy throughout the show that I totally forgot about this promo until you brought it up. Yeah, yeah, same here. I, I just feel like. You know, again, it's, with Drew, it's hard to tell because it's all been in the, you know, the COVID era with him on top. So yeah. it's hard to tell if his stuff is really working or not. I, I find his his promos have been kind of bland, um, but, you know, it, it's doing what it's supposed to, but um, it, it didn't get me excited about anything. And I remember, 
I was thinking back to last year's go home show uh, or the go home uh, Raws for WrestleMania, and you had those great promo. I mean, I hated those shows from the PC, but you had those great promos from AJ and Taker and and uh, Rollins and and um, who did he face Owens, and and you just had great promos all around. And I think they let them be themselves more and not stick to the script as much. And I just wish they'd do that more here because everything just felt so scripted, telegraphed. Um, you just knew what they were going to say when they said it. Yeah. But it feels like Drew being their chance to have a big babyface win in front of the crowd is the only logic to him winning this match, right? Bobby and MVP feel like they're on a whole other level in terms of charisma. Bobby feels so dominant right now. Just everything about them feels ready for prime time. Whereas with Drew, yeah, he feels very uh, adequate, for lack of a better term, but not exceptional, which is amazing to say about somebody his size. I just don't think the character has ever really connected with me. You know, Chris Pentaleo, he's usually in our chat and on Twitter, he mentioned that Drew really would probably work well as like a 90s Triple H type of heel who's just Mm. kind of kind of a, a prick, um, you know, just kind of a little bit of, you know, kind of asshole-ish. And you remember, like, that, that segment he did with Heath Slater, uh, you know, yes. when he was a heel, not when he turned babyface, but when he was a heel uh, backstage and just, just that prick. And I, I almost feel like he's more naturally suited for that. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it's it's very... I mean, Vince is just really good at booking cool heels, you know, ever since... You know, Billy Graham was his favorite wrestler, and it's like he's always been really, really good at it. Even like that's, I think, the argument of like, you know, Hogan was almost kind of a heel at times, you know, in his booking, especially, you know, around the uh, WrestleMania five time with Macho. Like, if anybody else was doing it, it'd be like, well, yeah, it's, he's a heel. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to just like pure white meat baby faces, I do think that Vince struggles a little bit. So maybe booking him like a Triple H heel would would actually get him over as a babyface. Yeah, that's usually what happens. (laughs) Yeah, that's usually what happens, right? I mean, you know, I mean, look at New Japan. Like Osprey says, "God is dead," and then everybody cheers. So it's a it's a strange time for sure. (laughs) I just don't think Drew, uh, or I don't think Vince can relate to being an underdog. Like, there's nothing babyface about Vince McMahon. And that's why he has his trouble writing for them. But like with the heels, the thing with Heath was like probably the meanest thing that I've seen any wrestler do uh, in recent memory on WWE programming. That's why it was so effective, you know, to get him heel heat. So I don't know. I just feel like this has been a big uh, nothing. And it'll be interesting with the audience to see who the audience is rooting for. Because remember, this is going to be the first time that Vince McMahon's not controlling the, the reactions. The first time in a year this weekend. That's gonna be I think what he's going to do, I think they're going to make that go first and have Drew be the first theme everyone hears. So that's yeah. the first pop. And uh, and this way, Vince will be proven right because everyone's just going to be cheering because, it, you know, they're, they're around people for the first time in a year. Yeah, and I wonder if just people being around other people for the first time, they're like, we're not going to go against the grain. We're just going to, you know... Uh, we're going to go along with the show who we're supposed to boo and we're supposed to cheer. Because you're not getting all those uh, guys from y- Europe and the European fans who who will uh, toss a wrench and things. So, um, no. It's it's mostly local, you know, fans from yeah. the U.S. So. What a crazy thing for a European to do, like, <laughs> to just come to, to come to Tampa for WrestleMania after 
like just being ravaged by the second bubonic plague. Like this is this is where I'm going to make my stand <laughs> here at Hogan's Beach. I'm telling you though, people are hungry for any entertainment. I've been thinking about this because we're moving to Vegas. Tell my wife the other night, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go see an Elvis impersonator show. I'm gonna go see Chris Angel. I'm gonna go see Carrot Top. Like yeah. I'm just dying to go out and do something. I don't care what's open. Just yeah. anything will suffice. I'm with you. Is yeah, I can't wait until I just get coughed on. You know, <laughs> I'm just glad that we're getting coughed on. Well, that's the one thing. That's, that's why the Gallagher should Gallagher should be touring now. Like this would be perfect. He's been building up his whole career for this. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, I, I I really I flirted with coming out as Gallagher three because you know. Oh yeah, his brother, Gallagher yeah. two got sued by Gallagher one, and I wanted to see if Gallagher two or one would sue me if I became Gallagher three, <laughs> or maybe Gallagher red and red and black like the Wolf Pack. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel Cook with the super chat saying, "I've been a wrestling fan for over thirty years, and this is beyond horrible. What is worst is a workhorse like Jay Uso is not even on the WrestleMania card." He'll be involved in the Roman match somehow. He'll he'll definitely be there. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see Jimmy back. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Real quick, Team Macro thirty four saying, I think WWE is going to be in for rude awakening when McIntyre gets booed at WrestleMania. Justice for Ashley and the Hurt business. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. And that match is going to be night one. They're calling it the main event, but that seems the strongest candidate to go first. I think so. I mean, people want, I think some pur- purists want it to be Seth and Cesaro, but uh, I don't know. I mean, that would be nice for Cesaro if he was the first pop ever, but. Nah, Vince, I, I guarantee, like, Vince doesn't believe that that's worthy of the first yeah. match back. You know, I think yeah. it's going to be Drew. Drew's going to be the first music you hear. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's take a moment to thank a brand new sponsor to the Wrestling Gang Podcast. I feel like we finally made it because we have DraftKings as a sponsor of tonight's Whoa. episode of Wrestling Inc. You all know WWE's biggest two-night event is this weekend in Tampa, Florida. To celebrate this historic event, DraftKings, an official gaming partner of WWE, is putting you in the center of the action with $50,000 up for grabs this weekend. Each night of WrestleMania, there will be a $25,000 free-to-play contest. You can play for your share of $50,000, and it's easy. Just download the DraftKings app, sign up using the promo code WRESTLINGINC. I'll put that on screen in a moment. And enter DraftKings free-to-play WrestleMania pool. You get to answer questions like who's going to make a surprise appearance who's walking away victorious and the customer with the most correct answers will get their share of the fifty thousand dollars in prizes that are up for grabs throughout the weekend DraftKings to date has paid out over seven billion dollars that's billion with a b to its players since 2012 so they know a thing or two about big paydays so here's what we want you to do download that DraftKings app and use our promo code wrestling inc when you sign up and uh that will enter you in the free WrestleMania prediction challenge with $50,000 up for grabs throughout the weekend. So again, use that promo code wrestling Inc now and enter two free $25,000 contests each night of WrestleMania only at DraftKings, an official gaming partner of WWE terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And again, download that app and use our promo code wrestling Inc to enter the free WrestleMania prediction challenge. Again, $50,000. So if you feel like, you know, like you're in tune with a 70-plus-year-old man and the booking decisions he's going to make this weekend, put it to the test, win some money, and we thank DraftKings for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. 
Love having DraftKings on board. Yeah, it's awesome. I've, I've used them for a while now, so. Oh, it's so much board. fun. So much fun. And I love that it's free to play this competition. And uh, hey, you know, we need something to keep us more invested in WWE programming right now. And I think having having money up for grabs is a great way to do so. Um, let's talk about Xavier Woods versus AJ Styles. But before this tonight, oh, we had backstage magic with Matt Riddle and the New Day. All the marijuana related references. Dan St. Germain, you're on the cutting edge of comedy. Is stoner <laughs> yeah. humor Depending. still relevant in the year 2021? Well, anything is. First off, how does my mic sound? I got oh, a new mic. Clear. Crystal clear, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was. It was the. Um, I was using the internal mic for that. Look, like everything. It's like everyone thought like air, airline jokes were dead, and then Louis C.K. did that airline airline run on Conan and oh, killed yeah. it. So it's like you know, like. It's like, you know, somebody is going to do a stoner joke and it's amazing. You know, like, you know, I mean, does this like, the, do we need the snoochie boochie stuff over again? Probably not. There's probably, you know, that, that well is probably dry. But uh, yeah, again, it's like, I, I think that I think a version of this could work with Riddle. I don't think that I understand why they're doing the stoner thing with him. I get it. Like, they feel like, you know. Just being really good in the ring is not enough for Vince. I just wish they made him like a little less cartoony. Yeah, he's like Stoner Steve Urkel. Like, and that's yeah. not cool. You know, there's nothing about him that you think like, oh, I mean, and it's it's weird when you think about it. If little kids would be like, I like that guy. And parents are having to be like, please don't make Matt Riddle your role model for a variety of reasons. Uh, but this is not the path to go down. I don't know. I don't think this is getting him over. I mean, we've seen you know, uh, wrestling characters using pot in the past or using pot as part of their character, RVD, Too Cool Scorpio in the past. Um, and it was cool. But by doing this so, uh, it's just so annoying that I just I just don't see how, I, I, I see more people turning against it. This is one where I could see the fans going against the green and cheering Sheamus at WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That hat, man. That hat is real heel heat. I just, just want—I I just want to kick him every time I see. It. That's the one thing I, they did a good job with—is that hat. Like that hat is is Baron Corbin. You know, it's like he's wearing Baron Corbin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's—I um, don't know. Uh, but Xavier Woods versus AJ Styles tonight—not uh, really much of a match. Um, almost distracting the referee. Uh, Woods took advantage, rolled up AJ for the pin in the win. Uh, are you excited to see almost wrestle this weekend? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not like, like, oh my god, I can't wait. But you know, it'll be interesting to see something that tall wrestle. <laughs> you know, it's just like a real. Oh, he's going to be really tall. That's going to be fun to watch. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see what he looks like with gear on. Like, because if he if he takes his shirt off and he's wearing. He's wearing like a tank top and he's got like Corbin arms. That's it. The push is over. <laughs> you know, like he's got to have some like it, it. We'll see how big this guy's career is going to be once he comes to the ring in his gear. You don't. You don't think he should have fur patches all over him and you know, <laughs> that could <painted> help. <laughs> yeah, a fur patch adds a adds a foot. So yeah, <laughs> um, I'm curious. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had like a you know, someone this size um, 
wrestle, and I think it's a smart move to have him tagging with AJ. I think it's clear that AJ and Omos are winning here, and you know, obviously, them beating AJ every week um, makes it that much more obvious. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm curious. You know, this is uh, he makes this match in- interesting for me. I guess. Yeah. It's. I mean, they're hyping it. Uh, Nathaniel Cook, Buck ninety nine, congratulating us on the DraftKings sponsorship. Well, deserved. yeah, that's big. Uh, that's big for you. That's a big one. Things things are happening, man. We're going places. Move, move over, Blue Chew. There's a, there's a there's a new prom king in town. <laughs> Jared Wilson, dollar uh, ninety nine uh, pounds. Not all heroes wear capes. Sheamus is that hero. Uh, yeah, I think Sheamus is gonna. The crowd's. If they if, if there's any smarkiness to the crowd, this will be where it really shows itself is during this match. Um, King Rail saying Riddle is so damn corny. He reminds me of someone who still thinks fart jokes are funny. Uh, that would be like sophisticated for Riddle at this point. <laughs> It'll you know, it could be the best thing in the world for Riddle if he gets booed. Right. Because then. Maybe it, you know, it'll be like the rock thing. Like we'll do a more aggressive version of that. You know, his character. Yeah, he needs something. Like this has just been bad, bad, bad. And I was really optimistic when he got beat up by the hurt business a couple months ago and he couldn't remember anything. I thought they were gonna do a Gilgan's Island style personality switch, maybe with him or something. <laughs> start wearing suits and saying words like indubitably, but uh nope, they're just running this stoner thing into the ground. Uh the two on one handicap match, Elias and Jackson Riker versus Braun Strowman. Um Man, they gave us the hype package for Braun's match against Shane at Mania. Uh, but this tonight, I mean, Braun looking dominant. I don't know. What, what do you think about this, Dan? You excited for this match? No, I'm not. Um, look, it's just, I mean, I tweeted about this. It's very hard for me to root for a guy as an underdog who... You know, during the pandemic, when they were, you know, like three weeks before they put the title on him, he like shit all over indie wrestlers, <laughs> you know, like, so like this whole thing of like, like I'm, I'm fighting for everybody who's just like me. And I don't know why, you know, like usually that stuff doesn't bother me as much, but for whatever reason, this, this one bothered me. Cause I'm like, no man, you're not speaking for like the common man. I mean, you're speaking for like, you know, like whatever guy buys like a Barack Obama cut out for his paintball course. That's who you're speaking for. You're not, you're not speaking for me, you know? Um, so no, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I'm not really totally into the guy and uh, you know, maybe Shane will carry him to something, but I, I, again, it's like Shane can't carry, you know, he can't carry anybody. It's like AJ carried Shane, it, you know, it, 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 that's angle carried Shane. That's how it works. <laughs> And it's right. weird. Shane made a really good baby face. I think that he was a good underdog. He put on, you know, he had the spectacle of, of the jumps in his matches, doing the the big leaps. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel that this with Braun, like, I'm not feeling sympathy for Braun. I think Shane is just feeling really forced. Like, this whole thing is just stupid. To borrow a phrase, the, I mean the, the pinnacle, the, the build is you called me stupid. You know that's pretty much it. Um, which which makes Shane a baby face. Right. <laughs> uh, as but on the positive, there were no choo choo sounds tonight, so that was good. Yeah, I didn't do the train. Um, I mean, I, to 
here we see Braun. You see him, this giant, imposing dude talking about being bullied. I just feel like there's something missing there. I'm sure maybe he was back in the day. But I just feel like there's a disconnect um, when he's the one, you know, standing up for people getting bullied. Uh, you know, Dan, to your point about that tweet he made before the pandemic, um, you know, most people don't know about that. And But I think even the just people watching at home, it's just hard to be for him to be a sympathetic figure. Uh, and I, to your point, yeah, I do think Braun is the heel and Shane is the babyface would have worked much better. Braun's just kind of going through people and Shane's trying to stop him. I don't know. Just something else. But this this feud has just sucked. So it's like tall guys always have it easy. You know what I mean? So it's like I just never believe, you know, a tall guy's getting picked on unless they're like Giant Gonzalez or something. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, if Kevin Owens was talking about how he was bullied or something like that. Right. I would get that. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So Ron has to win, though, right? <laughs> you never know a shade. I, I mean, I hope it's Miz, but I think it'll probably be Braun. I mean, Braun, the Braun character is dead, right? If he doesn't win a steel cage match against Shane. <laughs> I mean, Shane did be- beat the Miz like three times on TV. That's uh, true. Miz <laughs> never got his win back. Yeah, he beat, he's got, he's one up on Roman Reigns too. So <laughs> you just right. never know. You never know. Never but know. yeah, I would think that Braun has to win. Um, so if you guys are making a DraftKings bet, that's who I'm picking so far. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so let's talk about backstage the Miz and Morrison with paint going after Bad Bunny's uh, $3.6 million Bugatti. I, I want to know how they did this. This was uh, impressive just for, I mean, yeah, that wasn't a replica car, right? Like that was the real deal? I think it was, but I mean, yeah. it's clear that was like water paint. You saw Sure, how, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah but still, if, if like... You know, if I own a car that's thirty six thousand dollars, I'm not letting you take that chance. No, especially a I, white car. No, I, I I agreed. Like Bad Bunny, he's a good sport for that because that's dude. Uh, Bugatti's such, yeah, but um, Bad Bunny's such a wrestling fan. He's probably gonna like drive around with the paint stains. You know, <laughs> like he we wore the twenty four seven title to SNL. Not nothing's gonna surprise me with this guy. <laughs> yeah, um, but. This this is good on heat, a good heat, right? And then Bad Bunny getting furious, and then the Miz like uh, beating him down backstage with Morrison. I mean, this was probably the most solid traditional build they've had in this entire feud, right? I think the music video last week, whatever, it was kind of cute, but this uh, is really putting some stakes on things. I wonder if they just got like Damian Priest just got cleared today or something. Or Morrison. I was thinking, because I think Morrison was injured. It, it could have been Priest, too. Priest was off TV there completely for, like, the week they announced the match. Um, but yeah, yeah, it does seem like something. Yeah. I mean, Priest is a star, man. I thought he probably cut, like, one of the better promos tonight to get me excited about Mania. And and I thought uh, I thought Bad Bunny was, was pretty good, you know, too, for, you know, being a... Being a celebrity and doing this. Yeah. He's got more charisma than a lot of other wrestlers on the roster. That's for sure. You can tell oh, he loves sure. it. I don't I don't think they needed to give him a 15-minute promo. No, they didn't need show. to give him that long. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I do hope that Damian Priest gets the win. Uh, I could see them getting tempted to have Bad Bunny get the pin. But I think Damian Priest, he's clearly a star. Um, 
depending on how they use him. I mean, we've said that with a lot of guys that bring him from NXT, but he does have the look that they like, so I think he's got a better shot. And I'd like to see him get that pin and, you know, involve Bad Bunny in the finish, but have Damian Priest get the win. Yeah. So Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and Rhea Ripley. Now, of course, Asuka is defending her women's championship at WrestleMania against Rhea. But tonight, can they exist as teammates in this match? Uh, not really. I mean, I don't know. They <laughs> lost. Nia and Shayna won, which is to be expected. Yeah, I, I did not. Uh, I, I, I mean, they only had like two weeks to build this feud, but why did they choose... They, they literally like chose the same way they built Sasha and Bianca, and that didn't that didn't really work until until they broke up. So why didn't they just start them, you know, at, at odds with each other? Why does like Vince is obsessed with like having WrestleMania opponents tag together? It is his like for whatever reason he thinks that we're all going to find that to be the most fascinating thing, and sometimes <laughs> it works. Uh, like it worked when they did the th- when they had like Batista and Taker versus versus Cena and Michaels before twenty three that that made sense but uh, it doesn't work it doesn't have to be every single feud that's been their blueprint with babyface versus babyface I guess Rhea Ripley here at least by the end wasn't a babyface but maybe she was going in but that's been their mo is when you got two babyfaces they have to team with each other and. You know, back in the day, they didn't do that. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, they weren't teaming together. They did those great, like, training videos and and everything. And Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan never teamed together. And then it just became this crutch that they just keep doing over and over, even when it makes no sense. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, Rhea, like, shoving Asuka tonight, I don't know. I think she could be kind of a badass. She, I mean, she, I think, is the closest to inheriting that spirit of Stone Cold of being like the badass that people che- uh, cheer for, right? Like not a heel, but not like a pure white meat baby face. And I don't know tonight. Um, like I'm not crazy about this build, but she, she needs to beat Oscar this weekend. Right? Like it's, that needs it's, to it would be so weird if she didn't, because she lost against Charlotte last year. I mean, I could see that being a schmoz like Charlotte getting involved or Bailey getting involved uh, since neither of them have a place on the card yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, unless unless Vince is, I mean, this also this fits like Oscar being laid uh, unconscious or laid out two weeks in a row. That also fits Vince's thing of like that person then going over at Mania. You know, like he usually had like he's had so many different feuds where the person gets beat like four times and then they go over. I wonder if that's what he's going to do. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know that that formula where someone late is laid out. Whoever's laid out right before WrestleMania or whoever loses ends up winning at Mania. And, and when I saw that, that was what kind of worried me. Because Rhea Ripley, I think, losing at Mania hurts her a lot. Because she did lose last year yeah. as well, right off the bat. And last year, I mean, everyone, I think, assumed that Rhea Ripley was winning that match against Charlotte. and Or, or most people, for sure. And... When you had Charlotte beat her and she never got that win back and just kind of faded away, like, you know, it, it, it stalled her career for sure. So I don't I, I hope they don't make that same mistake again because they need some they need some spark in that that raw women's division right now. Yeah. So after this, we saw more heat building with uh, the Hurt Business and uh, MVP them getting into it, setting up the match to come later. And then 
something I think I predicted this happening. I'm very happy to see it happen tonight. Uh, but Nia and Shayna cutting that promo backstage about Mania and their tag team championships. And then Lana and Naomi appear, then Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, Natalia and Tamina, the Riot Squad, and even Billy Kay. And um, yeah, we're going to have a tag team qualifier match on Saturday. And then the winner is going to face for the titles on Sunday for night two of Mania. So it's a great way to get more women on the card and inject some much needed life into the women's tag division. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I, I hope, um, you know, I kind of wish that uh, they told a, a longer story with the riot squad. Maybe that would yeah. be like a fun way for them to get over. Uh, Cause I feel like that they're going to be the ones that are cheered during that match. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Who do, who do you think should win that? The, the, and, and there is a chance uh, I remember seeing that uh, Carmella and Billy Kay might. Be oh, that's happening. Well. That's got to be happening. So of those teams, I think Carmella and Billy Kay would be kind of be something different, be interesting. Um, and, and the other matches, I feel like we've seen them all already. Natalia and Tamina, when they did that combo into the heart attack last Friday, that was mm-hmm. the moment that I instantly took them seriously. Uh, and I really want to see a match with them versus Shayna and Nia. Yeah. Like, and do like a really aggressive uh, women's tag match. So we'll see. Dan, who do you got? Who do you think is going to, I'm going to go, you know, with Naomi and who I think it's going to be Naomi and Lana. Mm-hmm. Just, I could see them wanting Lana to have a WrestleMania moment after the past year, but you know, Raj makes a lot of sense with it being um, Billy Kay and, and and Bailey or Billy Kay and Carmella oh, and then yeah. having them win, uh, that 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 makes that also makes a lot of sense to me. And it's and it's a new match, so. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't do it where no, there's no way to have that much plot action to have Sasha lose to Bianca early in the night, and then reteam with Bailey. Like the the just there's been no foreshadowing of that whatsoever. So I doubt that's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think that they would like. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's gonna be a bigger moment, almost. Like keep that moment for another show. Yeah. I think. Uh, but, uh, Bob, Tina Miller oh. is asking if Bailey oh. is hurt because oh, yeah. if, if not, her not being on this is shameful. She carried SmackDown last summer. Yeah, I haven't heard that she's hurt. I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, for Jeff Hardy, all of a sudden just disappeared. Like he's not even on in the Andre Battle Royal. Um, there's a lot of people. We had an article on Wrestling Inc. earlier today just listing the, the names of the people that are not currently booked for WrestleMania. Um, Charlotte and Bailey, I, I would think they would find something for them, but um, I agree with you. I mean, she was, her and Sasha, uh, I mean, they were the the best feud last summer. Yeah. So Bobby beat Cedric Alexander in a one-on-one match. So the Hurt Business, like, this is it. It's a, there's no getting back together after all this, right? Not until Vince gives up on Lashley and then they oh. just get, get them back together <laughs> in like the second hour of a random raw and, and uh, you know, and then kind of, th- and the announcers kind of throw it away. Like it's not a big deal. Very likely. Okay. This, this is like my ultimate glasses half full um, booking like ma- Monday night, uh, the hurt business reforms, but it's, you know, Lashley, Keith Lee, Ricochet, and oh. MVP. Uh, or, you know, like, the, I mean, that would be 
I wouldn't have a problem with that because, you know, Shelton's older and uh, and Cedric is just not going to be a guy that Vince is ever going to push. So why not just give it to, you know, Ricochet and Keith Lee, who are, you know, not doing anything anyway, at least fucking put them, you know, with Lashley and, and give them that, you know, MVP on the mic, you know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like that idea. Um, you know, Keith Lee is, hadn't been cleared uh, lately, but if he can get cleared and, uh, and return to action, I, I definitely like that idea. Yeah. We got a video package recap on Randy Orton and the Fiend Bray Wyatt with Alexa Bliss. That match graphic, how can anyone look at that match graphic and the render they've got for Burnt Bray Wyatt or Burnt Fiend and be like, this is cool, I'm into this? I'm just shocked it's not a Firefly Funhouse match. I thought that yeah. that's for sure what we were going to get, and I was looking forward to that. Like the idea of these two having a an actual match on the show—I mean, that's going to be terrible. <laughs> we, I mean, we've seen it already, <laughs> and how bad it was. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was just going to be you know a box of gimmicks. I was kind of looking forward to it because of that. I thought they were going to maybe like do like an old like a this is your life but with evolution sort of thing like yeah. they did with Tina in the NWO last year. But no, instead maybe maybe that's the maybe it'll just turn into a Firefly Funhouse like that's the swerve or whatever. I, I don't know. Well, I was that because I could see them not wanting to do that kind of a match with fans there, you know, like yeah, where, yeah. where they're having to watch a screen. But he could have done something where they start off in the Firefly Firefly Funhouse and end up outside. Somehow they get out and then it ends up in the ring. So then at least the fans get to see it too, and, and it's not all just a, a cinematic experience for them. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, just, just a regular match with angle, just... right? Like this whole thing. Like, how does this play out? Like, it obviously the fiend goes over, but like, does uh, is there like some sort of spooky? Does like the fiend take a dump in Randy Orton's bag, or like something <laughs> you know that Orton would have done back in the day? Like, I'm trying to think how this how this pans out. It's probably you know. It's like, remember how Undertaker feuds would always end where the is he would symbolically uh you know bury and kill their his opponent yeah yeah it is i'm guessing please i'm guessing that that they do something like that and this ends the feud. but yeah the fiend winning this would be all worth it for me if the fiend goes to heaven like undertaker did with yokozuna i would <laughs> i would i would fly to tampa for that was that the chuck norris one where chuck norris was uh kicking people around no, that was the royal rumble chuck norris is when taker came back oh, okay, and then right. taker threw yoko in a casket and right, then right, right. i don't know yoko was supposed to come back skinnier <laughs> that's that and it didn't unfortunately yeah so we saw bad bunny and damian priest cut a promo on the miz and morrison this was way too long like it just but the big thing coming out of it was this was changed from a, ta- a singles match to a tag team match. So yeah, and Ms. just Morrison kind of, just kind of the nonchalantly, challenge. they're like, "Now it's a tag team match." Damien Priest or Damien Priest, you know, said one line like, "Well, now it's got to be a tag team." Match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, backstage, Sheamus stopped Mustafa Ali backstage with some advice before Ali's match with Riddle. Uh, Riddle came flying through them on his scooter, like. <laughs> scooters aren't cool were scooters ever cool like the razor scooter scooter was cool 20 years ago for a hot minute and then it just sort of became like you might as well be rollerblading like that's the level of cool a razor scooter is 
I think rollerblading is cool if you're like a ripped gay dude. Like it's oh. a cool, like if you're in Long Beach, like I know like some of my gay friends, you know, like it's a good way to get like noticed by other dudes. Um, I, I say this as a straight man who uh, has not seriously dated a man, but um, but yeah, scooters are not cool. Long story short. Scooters, not cool. Hoverboard would have been dorkier. My, my daughters both have scooters, but, but they are they are yeah. 10 and 12. Yeah, if you're like a little <laughs> kid in a Spielberg movie, it's cool. You know, like that's that's about it. Raj, when we were ten and twelve, like pogo balls were cool and like hacky sacks. Jams? I mean, Did you have jam shorts? I had, yeah, I had jam shorts. So I'm saying that stuff's not cool. It was cool for a moment, but it wasn't actually wasn't actually cool. Right. You know, it'd be cool those moon shoes. Remember moon shoes? If Riddle, oh yeah, if Riddle jumped to the ring in those, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be good either. Chrono right. Show with a two dollars super chat saying MVP saying get angry, Bobby, get angry. That's kind of like the Rusev crush. Um, yeah. Jared Wilson saying Riddle should be a heel who's totally oblivious and in denial about his actions. Still have him doing backstage stuff makes him more annoying. I'm I'm all for it. If this was all him being a heel. This whole time, that would that would be genius. And then uh, finally, Stephen Marchichuli saying, "Do you think the next chapter for the Fiend is he and Wyatt are two different people, like the Joe Park thing with Abyss?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh David Hall saying rumors is Bo Dallas is the burned Fiend. That's how you do it. I mean, what's what's Bo up to? He's like he's like build his like building a farm with Liv Morgan or something. That's right. Yeah. Well, pretty good, you know. Pretty good backup outside. plan. Right. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have the worst gig. Yeah. No. Um. So then we did have Riddle versus Mustafa Ali. But but by real quick, no, I yeah. don't think they're going to split split them up. I think it's. I mean, they could change the fiend around, but I think Bray Wyatt's always going to be that guy. Yeah. We shall see. I think he's going to get somehow burnt or more messed up. And then he's going to come out like Eric Stoltz at the end of the fly two from the, like the weird cocoon or like uh, Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis at the end of Ghostbusters. Like he'll emerge from like his crispy shell. Hey, it will be like Kane, right? All those years he was horribly disfigured and then. Just one day he wasn't. He takes off his mask and he's just got a weird eye and then he doesn't have a weird eye anymore. He needs to get hooked up with Randy Orton's skin graft guy. Um, That'd be funny if they did the um, the Hebner ending, but with the Dallas brother, Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> and it's like, clearly, that's Bo Dallas. Like, clearly, Bo, Bo Dallas didn't gain 100 pounds. But. <laughs> Unless, we haven't seen Bo Dallas lately. Yeah, you know, who could, knows? You know, that's true. Yeah, arm. that's true. That's true. And the quarantine, man, we're all putting on weight, especially. Uh, oh my god, yeah, I'm up to. Oof, it's bad. I'm going to be a lifetime special, and <laughs> another another couple months. <sighs> I knew it was bad when I weighed like as much as Matt Morgan weighs. And Matt Morgan's like a foot taller than me in all months. <laughs> after I got yeah. the second vaccine, I'm like, that's. I think that's the first thing I'm going to do is go back to the gym because it's been it's been a rough year. Yeah, I, I I always like to say like I weigh the same as LeBron James, and then <laughs> keep it at that. Keep it at that. It's bad when it's like I weigh as much as the Usos combined. 
Man, that's the best Samoan to weigh. Is uh, you want to weigh like Jay Uso out of all the Samoans? That's you want to come up with a Jay Uso number. Jared Wilson, do we get to this? Yeah. Uh, we okay, sorry. I'm slacking on the super chats tonight. Um, Bro, I should put my Twitter or something in here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Enter that. Yeah. All right. So Riddle versus Mustafa Ali. Riddle getting the win, but. Uh, he, he did get the crap kicked out of him for a while, which has become probably my favorite recurring segment of Monday Night Raw. Anytime he gets a ca- the crap kicked out of him, it makes me feel good. So <laughs> I feel bad because he's so good in the ring. I really like him in the ring. And uh, he's, a, he's a great dude uh, in real life. But man, his character just drives me nuts. Yeah, it is bad. It's um, like fingernails on a chalkboard. Was Ali's entrance music different tonight? Yeah, that was uh, that was good. I like that. I like Ali without the baggage of all the retribution stuff. He's so talented, man. I hope that I don't know. I was kind of like halfway hoping he was going to be added to the Riddle Sheamus match, but no. Yeah, he got he, you know they had an easy storyline he had there going with Kofi Kingston, and it just oh, kind of yeah. just faded away. I mean, that could have been a WrestleMania match. You could have easily done the Hurt Business versus Omos and uh, Omos and AJ and turn Shelton and, you know, uh, Cedric uh, Babyface for that. But I don't know. I just feel like Ali, they keep dropping the ball with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, inexplicably, the main event for your Monday Night Raw go-home show is Drew McIntyre versus King Baron Corbin. Are they trying to get us to cancel Peacock? <laughs> I came downstairs and my wife had opened Peacock to have it ready and she thought she could watch Raw live on there and instead they were showing the Raw the like Money in the Bank go home from last summer with Asuka and everything and it was probably a good 30 seconds that I was like what is going on here yet this is way more compelling and interesting than what we're seeing currently <laughs> on Monday Night Raw um, yeah like this is really really just this is, I mean, this isn't a sleeper match. This is a go-to-sleep match. And this whole idea that, oh, Corbin's supposed to beat him up and MVP's trying to remind him, hey, you're here to take him out, not to win the match. And, of course, that's Corbin's downfall. He flew too co- close to the sun, and then he got pinned and lost. I mean, so Drew McIntyre standing tall. But, Raj, using your booking math, like, maybe this means that Lashley's going to win? I mean, I had assumed that after this match, Lashley was going to come in and just beat the crap out of Drew, and that would make it obvious that Drew is winning at Mania, but they just did the the stare down. So, I mean, because Lashley won earlier, too. I would assume that uh, Drew was winning, but um, maybe, you know, because it, it seemed from the beginning like this was designed for Drew to get that big win in front of fans. But, you know, Lashley... at I mean, it's hard to say because we haven't heard genuine, genuine fan reactions, but he seemed like he's had a buzz, and I'd, I'd like to see Lashley uh, win it. I, I feel like it's more interesting. Yeah. Dan? Yeah. I, you know, the the Corbin, the Corbin, like, I understand Vince is like, okay, he gets JBL-type booze, it's the only way to get my top baby face over is have the guy that people actually legitimately hate and have him, you know, have him get heat on my top baby face. But like, but Baron Corbin is like, you know, it's go away heat. So it's like, here's how you get Drew over with Baron Corbin. Uh, what you do is you spend four weeks announcing 
that the WWE Championship match is going to be Corbin versus Lashley. And then the week beforehand, Drew beats uh, Corbin to take a spot. And then everyone would be like, oh, my God, I'm so thankful that, like, there's no chance Corbin's going to win the title at Mania. But instead, you know, you just had him uh, not even soften him up, right? I mean, they gave him the they gave him the the cane. And, 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 and I, Drew's a fantastic wrestler. Uh, but like Baron, like even the little stuff, like I would never, no, no one else would like throw the cane to the side before they took uh, the Claymore. It was so weird when he, it's it just, everything is just so telegraphed and not good with that guy. It's uh, and you know, it's, it stinks. Cause I, I am a Drew fan. So it's, it's just a bummer. Corbin should do more with a cane. He should be like out there like Prime Minister Pete Nice with the cane, cutting promos, using the cane yeah. with his hands. Yeah. Didn't that seem very karate kiddish to you? Where he's like, I can I can beat him, or he's like, I don't want him beat. You yeah, know? it's like out of is... commission. No mercy. <laughs> that's what that's what that reminded me of. It seemed like someone uh someone was watching that. But you know, Corbin <laughs> this is nothing against Corbin. He he just hasn't been book strong for a while. So having him do, you know, a 20-minute match with the guy that's gonna be in your main event competitive. It just it did nothing for me. You knew who was going to win. It was obvious. Um, I don't know. It just it was just dull. There's no there's no reason to watch it if you're if you're not a hardcore viewer. Let's ask the real question, which is: Do you think Vince McMahon has ever seen the Karate Kid, and what was his reaction to it? Oh, you know, he was chairing the Cobra Kai's. He just saw the first Karate Kid. <laughs> knowing Vince, he has no idea what Cobra Kai is, but he just saw the original. <laughs> Karate Kid, and it's like we should do something with this. Yeah. Can we sign that Zapka <laughs> kid? He's got crease. <laughs> yeah, it's just him on the phone with Mr. Miyagi's agents, like not believing he's dead. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <sighs> Have you guys watched that Pat Morita documentary yet? I no, I haven't watched I've it heard yet. of it, but no, is it good? No, I haven't seen it. I want to watch it. It looks good. Yeah, he had an interesting career. I, I just watched it. This is, you know, an advertisement for uh, my podcast, Russell yes, podcast. We're, uh, we're roasting Hulk Hogan this Friday. We, oh. we just did Ronda Rousey. We did the Hardys week before that. Um, but I watched last night, you know, to get um, some inspiration for material. I watched uh, Finding Hulk Hogan. Do you remember that documentary on A&E? No. It no. was in 2010 and it was right when Hogan oh, signed yeah. with Impact. And it's so funny with Hogan because, like, Hogan is whatever – um, he thinks America wants him to be in that moment. So it was like 2010 was like right around when the wrestler was popular, you know? So like the whole thing just feels like this gritty wrestler. He's like, he's like, man, I'll just, the only time I feel alive is in the ring. And you're like, well, that's not true, Terry. Everyone knows that's not true. You'd rather be playing bass in your beach band with Metallica. You know, you don't want to be wrestling, but uh, yeah, yeah. We watched that whole we were talking about documentaries, so that's what that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. Did, me think about the. Uh, did you the hear? Uh, did you hear Hulk on uh, After the Bell last week? No. What did he, he say? He, he was still sell- he was saying that uh, he had a big disagreement with Vince McMahon at WrestleMania six because he wanted to turn heel and become that's Hulk right. Hulk Hogan, and he wanted to knock Ultimate Warrior out after the match and turn heel. That's like bullshit he <laughs> never wanted to turn heel in wwf he didn't want to turn heel in wcw they had to convince you for a long time i mean that is the least spectacular lie that hogan has ever told really? 
God. You know, yeah. like as far as like, like he Metallica. Thought he fought, yeah, Metallica. He fought Muhammad Ali to a draw. That was one. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, the George Foreman girl story is amazing. Yeah. That like that they just the went call. with George Foreman because Hogan didn't pick up the call because <laughs> they didn't have answering machines back then. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible stuff. The guy yes. is just. Uh, so I mean, I think that that should have been his defense after the n-word thing is he should have been like look of course i don't believe that i lie about everything why do you think that i meant it when i said that like literally i've never told the truth so <laughs> yeah i mean he's uh he's an interesting one is he hosting both nights i think so but you know what hosting is usually just the opening segment and maybe make one more appearance but i mean they you know <laughs> Titus, I think I think Titus O'Neil is getting the Warrior Award this year for hosting with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I really do. I think it's like like there was a bunch of kids with cancer, and they were like, you know what, Titus, you take it this year. Uh, this is you know like there's a cure for cancer. There's no uh, there's no cure once Hulkamania spreads. So, uh, Wrestle Rose, if you want to hear more, when's the Hogan episode <laughs> dropping? Well, the Hogan one's dropping Friday. We got Rhonda out right now, but we've also done the Hardys, Million Dollar Man and Virgil, Bret Hart, uh, Goldberg, which uh, oh, wow. a lot of people listen to. Big show. We've done a bunch, um, and we're, uh, you know, it's me, my, myself, Mike Lawrence, who was yeah. the uh, season one roast battle winner. He's also written on almost every Comedy Central show under the sun. I've written on one. Um, Robert Karpolis, like I said, it is the WB creative-ish account. Scott Chaplin, who's uh, hilarious. He was a co-host of me, my old podcast, and now you know, he's on this one. Uh, and we're also having uh, Benji Afalo and uh, Brian Moses, who was the host of Comedy Central's Roast Battle for hmm. two seasons. He's going to be roasting Hogan this week, too. So it should be, uh, it should be a lot of fun, guys. And there may, we, may have a, we, may have a, we may have a run-in. We may have a oh, special wow. run-in, but I'm not, I'm not going to make too many promises. There you go. Wrestle Roast available everywhere podcasts are heard. Uh, do we have any news or anything, Raj? You know, it's been kind of slow on the news uh, this past week. Um, I mean, let's uh, should we run down this WrestleMania card real quick? Uh, should we? The final running WrestleMania card until Friday. Any changes that may happen? And then, guys, feel free to chime oh, in. Do we want to give everyone the podcast schedule, which I saw? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Glenn is not going to be doing the Raw podcast starting next week. He'll be doing our new Tuesday night podcast, <laughs> uh, our NXT podcast with Issa and Alfred Con- Uh Wednesdays are going to stay the same. Matt Morgan, uh, Justin Labar, Alfred Conwa. Fridays are going to stay the same with Glenn um, and uh, Issa and Matt Morgan. So yeah, uh, but this week we no podcast tomorrow night. We got a podcast Wednesday night, Justin Labar, Alfred Conway, and Matt Morgan. Thursday night after NXT Takeover Night Two, Justin and Alfred will be back. Friday night, the regular schedule uh, on our Fridays with Matt Morgan, Issa, and Glenn. Saturday night after WrestleMania Night One, it'll be Justin Labar and Alfred Conway, and then Sunday night it'll be myself, Matt Morgan, and Glenn Rubenstein. Yeah. So a ton of stuff coming up. It's not Blueprint Matt Morgan, is it? It is Blueprint. Yes, Matt it's the Blueprint. It is Matt Morgan. Blueprint Matt Morgan. That's a, I, I, I was wondering whether or not. 
Yeah. And it, but then I was like, it's got to be, it's got to be blueprint Matt Morgan because how mean it would have been if Glenn earlier is just like, I, I found out I was as fat as Matt Morgan, and there's just another Matt Morgan guy. <laughs> Not spending away as Matt much. Morgan. <laughs> Matt Morgan will have you know there's no body fat. And Raj, please get Dan here to co-host with Matt when I'm out one night because I'll tune in for that when I'm I would, out. I would love to in yeah. Vegas Matt, uh, setting up my new house. Matt, Matt Morgan, if you put me and Matt Morgan side by side, I'd be like. DeVito and Schwarzenegger and twins, like all the shit that they didn't use for Matt Morgan. They just created into me, just a, a giant Irish tit with hair. Uh, Jack's accounts, four ninety nine. mania back with fans somewhat in a normal scenario. And Vince crapped all over a huge opportunity. Um, I think this is Vince feeling like mania is the draw. We, I mean, we don't even need to announce a match. This is WrestleMania. People are going to show up, especially now. And they are. I mean, it's going to be about, it, it seems like it's going to be 25,000 fans a night. Whatever it is, there's not many tickets yeah, so left. Gonna, you can still get tickets, but they're, oh, really? they're, there's not that many out there. Which is crazy when ba- a baseball game in Texas sold out. Like, baseball, was baseball selling out pre-COVID? Like, baseball's the most boring sport to watch live. Uh, you know, bring know. a book, bring a tablet, bring something. But WrestleMania, not sold out. I've been to a handful of baseball games and they were never sold out. Never. 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 That I went to. Uh, Chris Pantaleo saying, Hogan lies more than he lies for a pin. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> All right, real quick. WrestleMania, night one. Night one. Like, uh, like outside the main events, I forget which matches are on which night, but here we go. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. You guys, your picks. Uh, I'm going to go with Seth. Just because yeah, I just don't see Vince putting Cesaro over. I want it to be uh, Cesaro, but in my DraftKings pick, it's going to be Seth. I think Seth as well. And everybody, don't make your DraftKings pick same as my DraftKings pick. Because right. then we all have to split the money. It's going to be a whole thing. Just riding <laughs> right. my coattails. I see how it is. <laughs> uh, Miz and John Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I mean, these seem pretty obvious. Do we have yeah. any harder ones? Yeah, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, it's got to be them, right? Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, right. Bad Bunny's going to get the pin. Priest should get the pin. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I think uh, Bad Bunny pins Miz. Yeah. Um, number one contenders tag team turmoil match: Lana and Naomi versus Tamina Snuka and Natalya. We kind of went over this. Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke. Maybe Carmella and yeah. Billy Kay. Yeah. So you were saying Lana and Naomi, I think uh, Natalia and Tamina and Raj, who did you have? I said Carmel and Billy Kay. I think Raj may be right. Yeah. Uh, Steel Cage match, Shane McMahon versus Braun. I'm going to go Braun. Yeah, it's going to be Braun. Yeah, I think think that's an easy... These these night ones, I mean, assuming they go as... As we're saying, a lot of these, the top ones seem pretty predictable. SmackDown women's title match, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. It's a little tougher. It's got to be Bianca. Yeah, it's got to be Bianca. You think this match closes the closes the show that night? Or Yeah, I think they're going to do Bianca because I think they're going to... I think they're going to do Bianca because they're going to maybe leave the title on Asuka and Roman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Bianca, I mean, this story has been so tepid uh, and lukewarm that if Bianca doesn't get this, 
I mean, I don't know where they take her character from here if she doesn't win this this feud. Could you? I mean, I, I hope it's. I hope this goes on last. But could you imagine? Uh, you know, her first year on the roster, and she's standing at the end of WrestleMania with the, the belt. That'd be awesome. Um, finally, WWE Championship: Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Shelton, well, obviously, they're Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander banned from ringside. They're no longer a part of it. Good thing we have that stip. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm gonna say Drew. I still think they're gonna go with Drew. I. But I hope I'm wrong. It's just such a boring choice. <laughs> it's going to be drew because they're going to have him open the show yeah yeah i could see that and baby rexa will be rexa is that am i saying that right bb rexa yeah i think she will be singing america the beautiful that opening nice night two randy orton versus the fiend kind of talked about this earlier we we all got the fiend right we all got the fiend although like if the fiend like wins by like trapping randy in an hourglass is that like technically like a win like what is like we gotta we gotta like like Meltzer has to determine what a fiend win is on the star scale oh um, yeah what, what is technically a fiend win <laughs> um women's tag team titles nia jackson Shayna baszler versus the tag team turmoil match winner i think they should break nia and Shayna up it'd be a good moment to do it Right, if they lose, I don't know. You know, I, I guess I'm going to go with whoever the challengers are. I'm like, I, I, I know that like, like you can tell that Vince really likes and or WWE likes Shayna and Nia a yeah. lot. Um, so they, but like, I could also just see them winning the titles back in a week. Like Vince doesn't care about the tag titles. Like you can go back and forth a million times. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But Naomi and Lana, that would be a big crowd moment. Yeah, probably not though. Probably it would just be I people so. chanting Miro like an asshole. Oh, maybe. <laughs> you know, like no, knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Carmella and Billy Kay. Okay. Um, they got a lot of title matches on the second night. Yeah. Uh, the United States title match, Seamus versus Riddle. Please be Seamus. Seamus has kind of left him laying every time. I think it's Riddle. I think, uh, I think, I, I think it's going to be a disqualification and uh, Riddle wins. Uh, I don't think he, he pinned Seamus clean, though. What if it's a DQ and every other active member of the roster comes out and just take turns beating up Matt Riddle? <laughs> <laughs> Uh well um that's that's a baby face for Vince this is the John McClane baby face and it just uh, turns into like a hazing scene from Days to Confuse because <laughs> everyone's lining up with paddles be a feel good moment <laughs> a Nigerian drum match for the Inter- Intercontinental title Apollo Cruz versus Big E I think Apollo here I predict myself getting uncomfortable during this match. <laughs> <laughs> a Nigerian drum match seems like something where you'd hear it and you'd be like, oh, you can't do that today. <laughs> uh, it just seems like something I hope Vince didn't illustrate for them. Um, <laughs> this is how you do it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I 
I think it's 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 got to be Apollo though, right? Because it's his gimmick match. I mean, mm. if dude, if this if this if this motherfucker brings up a Nigerian drum match and then loses the Nigerian drum match, a, a, a stipulation we didn't even know about until a week ago, uh, he's he's at two hundred five live for the rest of his career. There, there's no other way. Yeah, that's a steep descent after that. But you can't introduce a gimmick match and then lose said gimmick match a week later. That is. <laughs> the saddest thing in the world. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think Biggie still has momentum, but I don't know. This is tough. They both really need this win. Um, I think Biggie goes on to bigger things after this. Hope so. They need more people near the top. Um, but I think uh, he needs to drop that title to to go. And I think Apollo Cruz is again. He he's lost so many times that if he doesn't win here, he's kind of buried. Yeah, uh, the Raw Women's Title, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. After tonight, uh, after tonight, I'm kind of thinking Oscar. Really? Yeah, I think Rhea Ripley should win. I think it hurts her not to win. I think. I think, but just from the way they booked it, I almost feel like they booked it for Oscar to win, unless again Charlotte Flair gets involved. Yeah, I really thought it was going to be. Um... Bria, but now I feel like it's going to be Asuka after tonight. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they need something new. They haven't really made a new female superstar, I mean, in years, right? I think Ronda halted the momentum of that next generation that was coming up from NXT. And then I think, you know, Becky deservedly so had just a triumphant run. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is their chance with Rhea and Bianca to really solidify some new top talent. Maybe they will. Yeah. And then finally, uh, triple threat for the WWE Universal title. Daniel Bryan versus Edge versus Roman Reigns. I think it's going to be Roman. Um, I'm... I think it's going to be Roman. I mean, they may shock everybody and do Edge or Daniel Bryan, but I think it's going to be Roman. And I think it should be Roman. Yeah, I think it's going to be Roman. And we forgot uh, KO versus Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. KO versus... Uh, With Logan quick, Paul. Uh, what's that? Logan Paul. Yeah, I think Edge... I think Edge pins Daniel Bryan to win. Really? Yeah. And then Roman gets it back later. I think Roman should win, but I think this gives it a, a way to kind of switch things up for a little bit and then get Roman back on top, but that, without beating him. Because otherwise a triple threat, I don't know. I feel like there's no real reason for it. You know, you could you could have just kept it Roman Reigns versus Edge. Yeah. And then, yeah, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Logan Paul will be the special guest. Is he the ref or is he just like an enforcer? He's. I think he's just in the corner. He's just in the corner of Sammy. I mean, I hope I hope it's uh, it's Sammy and uh, Logan Paul helps you know him win, and it leads to a Logan Paul Kevin Owens match at Radio. That would be great for everybody. It would be great for Kevin to get make him more of like a mainstream star, and it'd be great for you know like Logan as a heel. I think it would be really good for his for his shoot fights coming up. Um, but uh, it'll probably be. Kevin Owens and Logan Paul helping Kevin Owens win, which nobody really wants to see, but yeah. that's, that's what it'll be. That's what I think. I think Logan Paul helps Kevin Owens win, and afterwards, Logan Paul knocks out Sami Zayn. Yeah. But you kind of like the match you want to see is 
I mean, how fun would Owens, Logan Paul online be for the three months leading oh, up yeah. to Mania? It would be a blast because, like, you know, I mean, it, the contrasts are great. You know, like those Paul guys, I mean, they understand, you know, the fight business better than a lot of fighters and wrestlers. So, I mean, it would just be such a win-win for him. I don't know if Vince would be – I wonder how much he would ask, though. He would, you'd have to – I mean <laughs> – he could ask for million. You know, there there's a there there is a line of reasoning to say like if you pay the Pauls millions of dollars, um, it's going to help your product. So I, I I wonder how much Vince would be willing to to pay to have them around at Mania next year. Well, Jake Paul's got more of the the buzz as a as a fighter right now, right? He, he's right, yeah. Askren, he 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 was on that Mike Tyson undercard. Mm-hmm. He, Did you see that? Ray Robinson right? fight. Oh my God! It was crazy. I saw the knockout. I didn't see the whole. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Oh, geez. it was it was like one of the saddest things ever. <laughs> but if you got Logan managing Jake, and then this gets Sammy and KO back together with Sammy as KO's hype man again, that could be a really really entertaining program. It would cost a lot of money, and uh, I don't know if if WWE is willing to put that up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson Callens, four ninety nine. Can't spend any more dollars for the wife. Enough said. Anyways, <laughs> this many a card of COVID didn't exist and fans like normal. Would it have a different hype and feel? I don't know if it'd be better or worse. I mean, the the product right now, you know. Who knows, man? I think Roman would probably be a baby face right now. Hmm. He'd probably be getting cheered, but Raw. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it would be better. Um, I mean. SmackDown, I find SmackDown so much so much easier to watch every week than Raw. Um, but man, this is—I mean, this is it. This is the final Raw before WrestleMania, and it was a really dull show. I think last year, if I recall, we were very excited because, given all the darkness and despair and uncertainty in the world, knowing that WWE had to pull a rabbit out of their hat in such uh, constrained uh, circumstances, I think we were all very optimistic about what we were going to see. And they exceeded those expectations. I thought, I thought the build to last year's, you know, as far as the promos that they did and everything were really good. Um, You know, last year's WrestleMania, the Firefly Funhouse and the, uh, the Boneyard match are the only two things on that show. I could, I I could watch again. Uh, Just those empty arena shows. I just can't watch it personally. Mm. Yeah, it's so like even when they like show clips of um you know, or it was on Instagram, all the photos from the first performance center show were online. It is eerie. It is yeah. eerie that we watched that for like four months. It's like almost like wa- it's like walking around and like a town and not realizing the town's actually or like a nuclear test site or something, you know, like that's kind of what it felt like. Very standish, you know. It's just creepy. Yeah. <laughs> And then finally, uh, wrestling enthusiast with dollar ninety nine super chat saying thoughts on Jericho on the Austin podcast. They didn't mention that right on tonight. I don't think they mentioned that. I think on, so. Yeah. Um, I'm watching. I think it'd be fantastic. Oh yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I saw the funniest meme. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was a still of uh, Jericho Austin interviewing Jericho, and all the the only question was, "Where was your wife on January 6th? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Jericho's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be, uh, it'll, it'll be, it'll be fun, man. I don't think it's going to be as like, 
revelatory as people think it's going to be. You know, there's yeah. only going to be a, there's going to be a limit. I think a lot of it's going to be you know talking about their work together, and then you know, and I, I'm sure he'll put AEW over um, at the end, and yeah, but I don't think it's going to be. There's not going to be like we're not going to like have like a 15. I don't think people are going to get the 15 minute conversation about like why Jericho chose AEW yeah. over WWE. Right. We're not going to get that. You know, yeah. I would be surprised if you heard Tony Khan's name. I'd be surprised if it, if it went much further than that. Yeah. Like you said, I'm sure he'll, he'll say, you know, I'm with AEW now. It's going great. Yada, yada, yada. But the, everything else on that, and we'll be like the undertaker interviews where it's looking back on the career going back mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, no, not really talking too much about current stuff. And finally, uh, Alejandro Villarreal saying, NXT stand and deliver. I look into the card, the matches, and makes sense. Meanwhile, WrestleMania looks like a card just put together put together just for the time frame. Hmm. We shall see. I'll tell you, though, man, I'm looking forward to covering NXT every week. Like, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I'm just so done with Raw. <laughs> but now watch. Like, yeah. one day they're going to change it, and Bianca's going to move there, and it'll be everyone I love will be moved to Monday nights. And I'll be like stuck recapping like Riddle versus Corbin on Fridays. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, like NXT is just a better show. And I think Tuesdays is going to take so much pressure off them going forward. Yeah, you really did not. You know, whoever just got raw definitely drew the short end of the stick there. So far, it's me. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's like if you had one podcaster who just who just covered 205 Live, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, that would suck. It's the only wrestling they're allowed to watch. Or it, it, I mean, 205 Live has got to be better than Raw. I mean, it's only half an hour, isn't it? Like, Yeah, but, yeah, it's got to be better than Raw. Yeah. Also, it's like Raw, it's like you just see the, like the type of advertisements. It's always like a new sort of cheese crust from some – pizza play it just makes you feel like just the fattest piece of garbage watching that show <laughs> no worse we talked about it for years domino's was touting that if you drop your pizza we'll replace it like who yeah. do they think is watching monday night raw they're like man i love pizza but i just keep dropping it when i get takeout if only someone had me covered i mean it's it's terrible <laughs> at least they finally stopped with uh uh, uh what was it the oh i'm a, uh, the bosley hair system like there were some legacy advertisers that dropped off but now yeah. I feel like it's just people that eat pizza and that vape and don't know <laughs> well, the about last, doing their the laundry. Last Domino's the, commercial was like, it was like, uh, why buy a cheeseburger when you can have a cheeseburger pizza? And you're like, I don't know, because I'm not a fucking animal. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe because I like to have two of my foods in different. I like to eat burgers or pizza separately. Maybe that's the last bastion of civilization we have left. If you watch, if you watch like golf or anything, any other sport, the commercials are way different uh, than what you see. No, but meanwhile, wrestling. I've been vegan for twenty years, and there's not one within two hundred miles of me. But I'm intimately familiar with the menu at Sonic based on WWE program. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, but the ads are the high point of the show a lot of the time. Like like that Ms. Morrison stupid Carmax ad a couple weeks ago? To me, that was the best thing on Monday night. Like, there's, like, the ads are actually what keep me more sane during the show. He changes it up a little bit. Yeah. 
What is what is it with all this raw during my commercials? I know. And what Queen of the South is ending? I haven't even gotten into that yet. I've been meaning to get into that show for like five years. <laughs> you know, it's USA Network has these shows that are like 13 seasons and I've never seen one episode. Yeah, never seen Suits, never saw Burn Notice. Royal Pains. I don't know what that is. Yeah. The 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 psych or psych. Like, I hear so, I watched like the I first heard that was good. Psych. It's, it was so I thought it was kind of like the Goldbergs and that it tried a little too hard to be nostalgia referencing. Like it just felt a little forced. You think like the suits suits like hardcore fans are pissed off because like now all these royal family people are like interested in suits and they're like, oh, we oh. like suits before it was cool. You know, perhaps, perhaps. So, I mean, what, what most people that watch actually now I think about this. I remember when I was what remember when Law and Order Criminal Intent like moved to USA for new episodes. Yeah. I wasn't watching wrestling at the time. I think that was when um, uh, Cena just got the spinner belt. Like that yeah. made me curious about wrestling again. The promos they were showing during USA program, you know. So I wonder what they think now. I don't. I feel like WWE's promo game probably is, is slacked off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, now it's just like you know, you know, the best year of wrestling ever was like 1997 because Vince's back was against the wall, right? But now these like guaranteed TV deals, yeah. it's the opposite of back against the wall. He has like, you know, and especially when you have like Tony Khan cutting promos on the other, it's like he's got he can just kind of kick back right, right now. He I mean, care. and now with Peacock, that now there's no incentive to get people to want to subscribe. I mean, you yeah. know, before you you cared about the network numbers and everything like that. Now the Peacock number is guaranteed. So whatever they do, they do. It's you know. And it's oh, only man. paid Saturday and Sunday. It's not on the free cock. It's only on Peacock Premium. Um, right. Yes. The, you have the four ninety nine to nine nine. I always get the premium confused. There's premium and premium plus, right? Hmm. And premium. Either plus way, it's, no it's an ama- It is an amazing deal. Like a lot of people were annoyed that some of those. Some of the old content has gone away, but like five dollars now a month, and you, if you would have told like. Like grammar school version of me that I could have gotten a pay per view for five dollars a month. Oh I yeah, I would have been like so pumped. But now that you know the the deal is guaranteed, I wonder, I wonder how bad these uh, pay per views are going to be until SummerSlam. You know, like if they're just going to completely take their foot off the gas and until that's the SummerSlam. Thing. You know, Breaking Bad was like renewed season to season. Like most TV shows don't get five ye- five years guaranteed money do whatever you want. We believe in you. We're going to put it on the air. Most of them have to fight to keep you interested and keep the network interested in renewing them. And most people just don't like wrestling. So it's not like a network executive is going to be able to tell the difference between like the good and bad shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're going to be like, all right, well, I mean, there's still guys in underwear slapping each other, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's still the most popular thing that we got. So <laughs> yeah, it's still the most popular thing that we got, but I don't get it, but somebody does. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Right. Well, cool. So, uh, Dan, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm on Instagram at Dan St. Germain and I'm on Twitter at DS Germain. I got a website, dancingtermain.net, where you can see my uh, tour dates. I'm doing a gig in Iowa at the end of May and a gig in Poughkeepsie in June, moving back to New York doing stand up. But the reason I'm here is that I have this new podcast, Wrestle Roasts, with Mike Lawrence, uh, Robert Karpolis, Scott Chaplin, and a uh, this week we're roasting Hulk Hogan. Next week we're going to be doing Shawn Michaels. If you become a patriot patron, you get to check out our roast of New Jack, which we're doing next oh. week too. So uh, yeah, we got a lot of a lot of fun stuff on there. 
And uh, thank you, Raj and Glenn, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. You're not going to see me back on Mondays for the foreseeable future, but uh, going to be moving to Tuesdays for NXT coverage. I'll still be on Fridays with Matt Morgan talking about SmackDown. I'll still be on the pay-per-views, yada, yada, yada. And uh, tune in to see who Raj suckers into hosting the show with him on Monday. Right, well, next week, <laughs> it's Jack Farmer is back. So we'll, it'll be me and Jack and a third. Poor Jack. Just <laughs> another Matt Morgan. Just to ring. <laughs> <laughs> So until next time, folks, happy WrestleMania week. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.